Hello, apartment friends. It's me, Leslie Mathis, with the Multifamily Streamlined Podcast. As we wind down the year and head into the holidays, I hope you can enjoy the special season in whatever way you celebrate. It feels like so much has happened over the last several weeks of the year, and as you all have heard, I have been in survival mode. I kept telling myself that I just needed to make it through December 21st, or maybe the morning of the 22nd, because that is when my flight home landed. As I write this, I'm excited to share, I survived. If I'm being honest, last night before I went to dinner with friends, I noticed this huge sigh of relief. It felt like I squeaked it all in and I might have done a decent job. And then unintentionally, I celebrated with friends in Atlanta with steak and live music. It honestly was such a fun night and exactly what I needed. As the year came to an end, I noticed I needed to fill my cup more often, and the only thing that gets me there is live music. For me, as perhaps my biggest career year comes to an end, and I reflect, it's not the live music, but the stories the artist shares on the stage, the dream chasing, the hard work, resilience, discipline, and talent they possess just hits different this year and keeps me fueled. I freaking love it. I probably bought the tickets out of selfishness, but what I walked away with was a full heart after time with new friends from this year and the words of dream chasing from Travis Denning. It 100% was what I needed before heading home. It didn't hurt that the Atlanta traffic and airport stars aligned and the next morning, even with all the Hartsville chaos, everything turned out perfect. I even landed right on time. When the stars align like that, it's easy to bask in the gratefulness and celebrate the wins. I knew when I booked my last week of the year business travel, it was a gamble. Even more so when I decided to go to a music event on Thursday night instead of coming straight home. See, we had our annual family Christmas party Friday night. And if I would have got stuck in Atlanta, that wouldn't have been good in any way. My thought as I scheduled that trip was if nothing else, I could drive home or my Christmas party could probably just go on without me. But I also think the God wink in the moment was because I was so focused and recharged from some amazing property visits. No coincidence, probably that my last visits of the year were two properties crushing their goals and showing up in big ways. That alone fills my cup. But then I added a little more, so I was overflowing before I even got home. I'm convinced I was so focused on the good, I didn't even notice anything bad going on around me. I'm sure the stars weren't fully aligned, but my attitude was, and nothing bothered me. I was ready to get home, wrap up the work week, and celebrate Christmas with my family. The parts of Christmas that mean so much to me, including my party, the fun thing about that party, too, is that it's always people that love me, so it's all about spending time with them, so I'm glad I didn't miss that. Again, this year for me has really looked different in so many ways. No surprise, Christmas says too. But dang it, I am glad it has because this just might be the best one I can remember in a really long time. Recently, Nathan Cox sent out a daily alignment, and it was just about stripping off the weight. It stung a little. If you don't get his daily alignment, you should, but also message me and I'm glad to send this one over to you and then you can decide for yourself. This one came out on December 20th. 
at the moment I was stressing about gifts for clients, employees, which left very little time for me to plan for my family. Then the email arrived with that sting. I reflected on why I was stressing about those things. And for me, I knew it was a weight. I just needed to strip. I, a reminder of the commercial side of Christmas that I hate. Gifts that I have to buy just because I'm supposed to. When I stripped that weight, it opened up the possibility for me to focus 100% on my family and clear my mind to do things my way and, and celebrate the new year with my clients. You know, I like doing things different and I'm thankful for that. I'm sure my family is too. Well, at least my kids. This year, I did 80% of my Christmas shopping on Saturday the 23rd and it was the best day. My mom and Kinsey joined me I had taken care of the girls' presents because they both got trips. I'm so big on experience, so theirs was easy and taken care of well before the holiday. On Saturday, we took our elderly neighbor for a special present and lunch. She's so amazing and just part of the family. I'm sure she loved the gift, but it filled our hearts to gift her something that she would never be able to buy herself. And then, of course, just spending time with her. We had just enough time to go buy stocking stuffers at my sweet friend's boutique. She had everything we needed for those final gifts. For me, the stockings are the best. All the best gifts should fit in the stockings. That's just me, and I love it. And then the tough gift had to be purchased. No judgment here. I'm just sharing my heart. Every parent is called to do what they think is best for their kids. So again, no judgment either way. But my son, who is 13 wants a cell phone in the biggest way because honestly, he's probably the only eighth grader at school that doesn't have one. But our rule in our house is ninth grade is when you can have a phone. Talk about peer pressure, y'all. As a mom, you don't want your kids made fun of. But dang, it didn't want to, I didn't want to cave because of pressure from an eighth grader, especially eighth graders I don't even know. Y'all, I really struggled with this one, but at the last minute, it hit me. A gift that would fill the void of the disappointment he would experience not receiving the one thing he wanted. Reese loves TV. I mean, probably in a not-so-healthy way. He watches a lot of educational stuff and a lot of garbage. He was watching on a small TV downstairs because the big one was old and it's not a smart TV. So I got him a big TV and it It's all his. We set it out. We surprised him first thing Christmas morning, and he was thrilled. That very thing reminded me of a lot. When we strip away the nonsense, we are free to think clearly and not give in to the things that distract us or cloud our judgment and honestly allow us to show up as our best self. I'm a gift giver, not on Christmas, but as in general. I love the joy it brings me to see the excitement on the other person's face. You know, when you find the perfect thing they want it, but now I know it's more so the experience. It always comes back to people and experience for me. Now I am reminded to look for the weight or distraction that just might be getting in the way. When the weight is heavy or the distractions are big, we might just be left with the The thought showing up is enough, but is showing up really enough? Is that what we are left with when the distractions or weights are the heaviest? Showing up is all I have, so that has to be enough. Do we get a hall pass just because we showed up even if we didn't give it our best? 
This happens in both our personal life and professional. In Q4, there were so many times that showing up was all I had. And as you just heard, that almost happened to me for the holiday season. Thankfully, now I'm a little more aware and there are a few non-negotiables I have for myself that I didn't have mid-2022, such as I don't start a day without a devotional or without a daily alignment email. I get a few. It's not just the one from 68 Ventures. They all seem to be the reminders that I need to keep my past somewhat straight. I have to think we all struggle from time to time that showing up is all we have, but if that becomes our norm, then where does that leave the quality of our work? If we don't define this for our lives, then someone else will, and they will also define what good enough really is. Those aren't the things I want somebody else in control of. Seasons, chapters, whatever you want to call it, that's what it has to be. And what I know is we have to put the work in so that bare minimum is not our standard. These two are burdens that weigh on us and create the circle of doubt and probably shame. What I know now is when we put in the work to grow and improve on ourselves, it's a heck of a lot easier to break the cycle or start a new season. All of this is super relatable for me, or maybe this is just for me, but as I was sliding in sideways for the end of the year and the holidays, I knew I had to get ahead of the beginning of the new year before it actually got here. I've talked about this a lot over the years, but I never go back and listen to the old podcasts or read them, so I have no idea if I changed things up on you, but it does feel like the process is very similar from year to year for me. Again, as this crept up on me this year, I have not had the opportunity to sit and use real blocks of time to work on it, but rather took quiet moments and on the airplane to open my notes and put non-negotiables on my list for both personal and professional. It was glaringly obvious that my 2023 was not sustainable in the future and 2024 would need to look a lot different. I made notes of how the different must look. I typically, I don't typically know the answers, but I know some of the bullet points and that is where I start. After Empower, there were also big aha moments of what would be important to me moving forward. Growing Streamline is still super important to me, but so is my family and being home with them more. I am, pro- I am a problem solver and convinced that people can have it all. And that is what I'm solving for in 24. Before you dive right in, it's also important to go back and see your wins for the year. There will be things you didn't even realize that you accomplished. Celebrate that win. Funny, if you don't go back and review, you might keep it on your list, not even realizing you already completed it. There will be things you didn't get to or complete, and that's okay, but now is the time to decide if it's still aligned with your goals. Does it need to be tweaked or maybe even deleted? For 2024, in my mind, you have two choices to start. with the vi- You can start with the vision, what you want to achieve, or by the end of the year, dream big, and then write the bullet points that get you there. Or you can do it the opposite way. Either way, be sure to put who and how you want your future self to look like. Write it in a way that has already been achieved. There's some real power in the pen and paper process. 
Just as a note, I do prefer the first option, but as you just heard this year, I started with the bullet point and now I'm writing out my bigger vision. I've also went back to what I wrote in 22 and reflected on how that vision for one, five, and 10 years has changed. For me, the coolest thing is not much has changed. There are tweaks along the way, but overall the big vision remains. Just like most, I had a lot of wins and then some things I just didn't get to. One is writing a book. Today I'm determined to at least start it. The outline has been written, but not one word um, has really been noted or not a chapter started. This to me feels like something that can easily be changed prior to the start of the new year. More to come on that. I know now I want to spend more time also checking in on my plan so I don't look up at the end of 24 and go, wow, I did a lot, but I missed a few. I don't really love surprises, so with such a big year, that was a good lesson for me. Now I take all of this and think through what is the thing that is going to get me there this year? What is the overarching theme or focus that I will need to achieve these big goals? That is what typically becomes my word for the year. I've chosen a word for the year now for a really long time. This year, it is ironic that my word is something I have said I just don't have. I've said that for a long time. So now I need to find it. It's the thing I will need if I want to really move this dream forward, both personally and professionally. I've probably needed it for a long time but I finally am going to become very intentional about it. I promise to share all the details of my 2024 word next week and the accountability plan. If you haven't started your goals for 2024, and I mean outside of your property or portfolio budgets, I encourage you to take a little time this week to start. We can do it together because I'm beyond excited to have a few extra days this week to finish planning out 2024 in a more organized way. Join me back here next week to hear more on how that went for me both personally and professionally and to hear from a special guest. Lots of you know her and because she was such a big part of Empower, along with her desire to join our world on the ID side, I've convinced my youngest, Kinsey Mathis, to make an appearance next week. We will even be doing it from Margo Midtown's podcast room I hope you all have the happiest new year and see you back here next week.